Welcome to the Joe Show. This is Lions Talk. I'm joined with Cindy. Yes, he is. Making him look good. Speaking of looking good. (laughs) Speaking of looking good, Joe, we have a really great announcement, and that is, you know, we did video for a long time, and we're gonna then we started just went audio after we kind of lost our studio, but we are gonna be coming back on video very, very soon. No one really gives a shit. Everybody cares. Now listen, now listen. I have because we're gonna have art. Okay, that was not what this segment was about. And you have hijacked <laughs> this segment. Like, I did. I so hijacked. You have hijacked this segment. You know why? Because I was harassed. And I, people came after me on our page, Joe, after the comments I made about Jared Goff last week. Yeah, and that's what we're going to talk about this week. Right. I was attacked. You got harassed because you said that Jared Goff needs to prove it. And I agree with you that he does need to prove it. Now, this goes out to all the dum-dums that say, like, oh, Jared Goff is a terrible quarterback, blah, 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 blah. I think Jared Goff is a decent quarterback. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's good. I mean, he could be good. But I don't think he's like great. I don't think he's like Mahomes or Allen or Brady. That's that's far fetched. Nobody can be my Tom right. Brady ever. No one can be like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. They're they're just they're aliens. And so like the, the thing about Jared Goff. So we're gonna go inside the game with this little segment in the podcast or whatever. When you talk about the Lions, right? You talk about what are they missing the most? They were missing speed on the wide receiver front. Mm-hmm. Now they have on Ross St. Brown, who is a good wide receiver. He's coming into his own. Josh Reynolds can be a speedy guy, but which really gets you a speedy guy is the guy that people talk about, oh, he's got an ACL injury. Well, you know, there's a lot of people in the NFL that have ACL injuries. Newsflash, knees break. So the Jameson Williams pick was one of the most it was probably one of the most underrated picks I've ever seen from the Lions because it came with a game plan. Now we talk about with the Tigers, how they don't have an organizational strategy. Yeah. With the Lions, it was an organizational strategy because what this does is you got a tight end who can go out and get a 15-yard pass or a 10-yard pass, right? you got an Amin Brown who's running diet. He can run slants and corners and all that stuff. Catch it. Josh Reynolds is more of a guy who can run downfield and, and make and get a jump ball because he's 6'3". But Jamison Williams takes the top off the defense. So these the, these defenses are going to have to play to Jared, uh, to Jamison Williams because he's so quick and he's so fast and agile and smart with his route running that he can open the top of the defense, which opens the defense for an Amara St. Brown to get on deep, a TJ Hawkinson to get on deep, a guy like Josh Reynolds to get a ball uh, on the outside because they can't double all those guys. And then you have guys like DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams and Jamar Jefferson that can come out of the backfield and catch the ball. I thought the Jamison Williams pick was one of those picks that made sense because if you're really trying to find out what Jared Goff is, right, this is the tools to succeed. He's going to have a good offensive line. He's going to have a good running game. He's going to have, if DeAndre Swift can stay healthy, uh, he, if he's going to have a good wide receiving core. He's going to have a good uh, receiving core in totality because he's going to have TJ Hawkinson as tight end and James Mitchell and all that. This is Jared, like you said last week, Jared Goff has no excuses no more. 
But and, and here's the thing. I just want to clarify that, too, because my comment and my statement was that Jared Goff will have no excuses next season for not performing. I think people misunderstood me and thought I said that he was making excuses already. I never said that. What my point is, is that exactly what you've just laid out for everybody, Joe, is exactly my point that I was making in that he has no room for excuses when he has all of those assets playing to his favor and playing to his game coming up next season. It says something that they traded up to get that James Williams pick. That says something. It talks about how important that is. And I think you're right. I think it fits that one niche that they hadn't fit yet in order to let Jared Goff show what he can do. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of people were saying that Jared Goff can't throw downfield, right? That's There's stats that say he doesn't throw downfield enough, blah, blah, blah. But when you – he doesn't have the arm strength like a Matthew Stafford or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Tom Brady for that matter where he can fit it in the tight windows. So he needs guys that can break open and open up the game. You know, you're not – if you – the reality of the situation is if you want to win – you had to get a speedy wide receiver who can be a game breaker because that's what Jameson Williams is. He always has been, even with Ohio State, even with Alabama, just straight up game breaker. And you look at it and you go, Jameson Williams could really add a dimension to this Lions team that is that they were missing because he can he can get separation from the the corner. He can, he can get separation, and he's not only is he getting separation, but he's opening up the, the lanes and game for other players that are on the field that are trying to catch the ball because they have to figure out we have to watch Jameson Williams because he got this electric speed. And then in the meantime, they're leaving a guy like TJ Hawkinson open, Josh Reynolds open, Amon Ross St. Brown open. And you're, you'll start to see James, uh, Jared Goff start to hit more downfield. You can't hit downfield when the, the wide receiver is covered. You're going to have to throw these jump balls. You're going to have to throw these, these, these balls that – they just they're they're not high percentage throws. Here's the word for the Detroit Lions that I have for the Detroit Lions next season with this roster that they have set up, the way that they're laying this out right now. The word for the Detroit Lions next season from Cindy is diversification. Diversification. They have to be diverse in the number of plays that they can run and the types of plays that they can run. They have to be diverse in who they're having Jared Goff throw to. They have to be unexpected. They're going to have to use all of those tools. So diversification, I think, is key for the Lions next season. And it looks to me like they are setting up for exactly that. I think that's exactly what they're setting up for. And I think that the offensive line is going to give them practice. It's going to give them chances. And you know who was one of the best quarterbacks against the Blitz was? Jared, Jared Goff. Goff. Jared Goff was one of the best players against the Blitz. And I, I don't – I hate these people – that are saying, you know, they come on the Detroit Lions news page and they're like, well, it helps if you just dump in and off to a running back. Well, when you're getting blitzed by a, a big linebacker or, uh, you know, you're getting penetration by a defensive end, of course, you're not going to throw it downfield because you don't have time to throw it downfield. Yeah. So it, the smart. Like there's a mountain coming my way. What do I do? Smart quarterbacks right. will just be like, okay, I'm going to take what I can get. Yeah. The thing about Jared Goff is you could say he's very, very smart with the way he plays. He doesn't risk the ball. He doesn't. He he, he does need to hold on to the ball, be a 
lot firmer with the ball, not fumble it. But he doesn't take these chances that you see a lot of quarterbacks take. And that's the thing that's going to separate him. Now, he's given a, 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 he's given a team that Matthew Stafford never had, and he never had the diversity that uh, Matthew Stafford had, where he's got all these weapons, and it's what he does with them that can make the most sense. You know, Matthew Stafford had Calvin Johnson, Golden Tate, and that was it. He didn't have a run game. I mean, the run game was it was, it was all right, but it wasn't it wasn't next level. Like DeAndre Swift can take you to the next level. You know, Jamal Williams is a big piece of battering ram, and you just got guys like that. And that's that's how you build a team, and you can see how they're building it, and you can see that. They're kind of they're giving Jared Goff the tools to succeed. So when you said last week and you were harping on that, people were saying, you know, yeah, what do you mean he has no excuse? He's a good quarterback. <laughs> I was getting some hate. I was getting some serious hate coming at me. I never had that before. I thought, whoa, when these, you when these, you, I thought my hockey fans could be brutal. You gotta, these you gotta, these you football gotta, fans you are gotta gross, really bad. The Lions fans, they are the most passionate effing fans in the in the world. Like, you think Red Wings fans are passionate? No, Lions fans are just, they're so effing passionate, but they're, they, there's something, to, there's three separate groups of Lions fans, okay? There is Dodo Bird Lions fans. I like to, <laughs> I like to categorize these Dodo Birds as everything is wonderful, everything is great, they're going to be great, they're going to be elite, they're Super Bowl champions, here we come. And the right? Dodos did go extinct, just saying. And they're still around. They're still around. They're still around. They they have came out of hibernation, and they are totally. They are totally. We're seeing a resurgence. They, I there is a resurgence of the dodo brains. <laughs> I know because I I've done this for a long time, and and, and watching these dodo brains go playoffs, playoffs. I was like, dude, do you understand? It? You are not playoff team. But. And then you got then you got the reasonable fans that are like okay like I expect this you know just you know just reasonable fans, and then the you, realists yeah and then you yes. have the everything is awful everything is bad sol will never win sell a team the Debbie Downers the, De- the Debbie Down we, we, yeah. I, I like to call them the dumbasses the du- the Eeyores of the football world I like to call them the dumbasses because. Lions fans, there's a certain portion of Lions fans. They're so effing great. Their Lions fans are freaking awesome. And then you have a segment of the population that's like, they're like, uh, you know, it's they're like a, they're like the, they're like the people who are like, you know, they never got a woman in their life, so like they think that like every woman is a bitch and mean and everything. It's like, no, you just, you're just a loser. You know, like <laughs> that's the reality. <laughs> and like, then you got you know, right. then you got a, a part of Lions fans that are like, they're like, they're like the guy who drives the, the Charger or the Corvette, and they think like, look at my effing car, like we're the greatest. I'm the that greatest. Guy. Yeah, I'm the greatest yeah. freaking person. And then you got the guy who's driving like the, the fucking uh, the truck, and he's like, or the 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 Edge or some kind of practical vehicle, and he's like. Whatever, dude. Like, I don't care. Like, take it or leave it, right? And like, there's, that's the way Lions fans are. And you got the vocal portion of the Dodo brains, and that's okay because that's what happens. <laughs> well, I can. Here's what I can say that might satisfy some of the Dodo brains out there. Okay, I think it's not unreasonable to believe that the Lions are probably going to come in the most underrated team 
into next season. I think people are going to say same old Lions. I've seen a shift. I've seen a culture shift with the Lions. Um, I have, and I believe that you can see them lining up a really, really potential filled um, organization here with the guys that they're bringing on and where they're doing things. Will the offensive coordinators be creative enough to take advantage of some of these things? I don't know. I hope they will be. And I hope, I hope we see some really exciting football um, because of that. I think that they're going to be completely unexpected. I think they're going to have a stronger season than anyone anticipates, even though it's even being talked about throughout the league, the darling, the Detroit darlings, right? The Detroit Lions are starting to become the darlings of the NFL because um, people see the changes that are happening and they're excited for the possibilities. Will those possibilities be realized? Will that potential be realized? I don't know, but it's going to be incumbent upon the coaching staff and the leadership inside the organization in order to, you know, make that happen. And I hope that they do, but I think they're going to be the most underrated. I think they're going to be the most unexpected. And I think they're going to have more success than even some of the optimists, some of the dodo brains are even going to be amazed at how much uh, progress the Lions will have made from last season to this season. Well, you got, you got it wrong. Dodo brains, they think the progress is going to happen. They're going to win. They might go to the playoffs this year. That's dodo brains. That well, the, the dumbasses are like, ah, it seems always going to suck. You know, they drafted a wide receiver who, uh. But I'm having an optimistic attitude like the Dodo Brains is mine, trying to satisfy them. With you are their, the Dodo yeah, Brain today. Exactly. But I will join you because I think that, uh, I got, I kind of, I kind of have a bold take. Okay. This bold take is bold. <laughs> I suppose that's why it's called a bold take. Because it is, in fact, bold. I just want to reiterate. Be this, bold, This is my a bold-ass take, and I'm going to – I might go be Go big or stay on the porch. Uh, I go big or go home. <laughs> hey, listen. I think the the Lions – Yeah. I just almost said Revenants because we talked Revenants in the last segment. I think the Lions could be the second-best team in NFC North. That is incredibly bold. I don't think it's that bold, though. Because let me, let me go – I just – I've got my own freaking bold prediction. But listen, I don't think Chicago's good. Chicago's garbage juice. They they're like <laughs> they they drafted Justin Fields. They can't protect him. I mean, they basically they basically got like uh they got a they got a hundred thousand dollar car, and they didn't put a garage around them, and they're in Chicago. That bitch is gonna get stolen, right? So <laughs> so that's what it's like. They got a they got a high performance car. They got a they got a Hellcat, right? The Bears got the Hellcat, and they are they don't they're not putting this boy in the garage. They are putting it on the streets of Chicago, unlocked. And you know damn well with the keys and the ignition. If you leave a car <laughs> like that in the city of Chicago, it's gone. So they are basically saying, "Here, people, here is my car. Here is my quarterback." You can kick the shit out of him because he has no one to protect him. There's no garage for him. It's just straight up just you could beat this guy to death. You know what I'm saying? And if quarterback don't get protection, he's gonna he's not he's not gonna last the okay. season. Green what about Green Bay? Green Bay will be the first team. They're gonna be the first team. All right. Now I have I have doubts about Green Bay. Because they lost to Bonte Adams. He was the best wide receiver in the league. And I don't know how that's going to work, but I still think Aaron Rodgers, is, he's a devil. He's a, he's Satan. So 
he'll he'll find a way to win ten games. But like like the Vikings, right? They have they're basically starting to rebuild, and Brad Holmes basically took the GM of the Vikings pants down and spanked his ass and said, "Go home." Because he took James, he, he traded with the Vikings to get Jameson Williams. Right, like that was a freaking great idea. Good job, Vikings. You're gonna see this guy in your rearview mirror for the next four or five years at least. Like, I just I, I think that they could be the second best team in the division. I don't I don't like the Vikings. I don't like the rant, uh, the Bears, and I think that the Packers, as good as they are, as good as Aaron Rodgers is, and I I think their defense is pretty stout. They got questions too. So who do you think is going to fall to the bottom of the league then, if not the Lions or the bottom of the division? The Bears. The Bears are going to be the bottom. Yeah, the Bears are going to be in the bottom because listen, everyone talks about oh, you know, Chicago. Uh, they're so they are the most uh, dysfunctional organization I've ever seen in my entire life. They're the dumbest organization in my, uh, I've ever seen. They're doing the same shit that the Detroit Lions did with Matthew Stafford, where they, they get this quarterback that they, they, they want to build around. But by the time they build around this guy, he's going to be dead or broken in half, or he's going to be mentally broken like Matthew Stafford was. And they never really, the Lions never really built around Matthew Stafford like they built around Jared Goff right now. So, like, it's like, come on, like, Chicago is the worst team in the division by far. Now Minnesota and Detroit, that's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be a good matchup because they both have deficiencies. And it'll be interesting to see how the Lions uh how the Lions stack up with them. But I think that the Lions with their schedule, I think they could be the second best team in the league. Well, and that's exactly yeah, where I was going, and that's the second thing I was gonna ask you is that supposedly the, the Lions have one of the easier uh schedules. Yeah, um, you look at that back half of that schedule where they gotta play the Panthers, they're gonna be garbage too. You got the you got the you got the Jaguars, you got the Jets and the Giants. Like those two teams are gonna suck balls. Like you got so many garbage ass teams, and then you play Chicago twice. I mean, if you lose to Chicago twice, or if you lose once to Chicago, you should feel bad about yourself. I mean, they play the Washington Commanders. I mean, who the hell decided to name the team the Washington Commanders? That I mean, it's ridiculous. No, you know what's ridiculous? You, 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 you are in Washington, D.C., and you name them the Commanders. Like, the Capitals are a cool name for D.C., uh, you know, the, the hockey team. Yeah. The baseball team, the Nationals. I don't even like the Nationals, but I think that's a stupid-ass name, too. I don't know what it is with these D.C. teams. And then the Wizards. The, well, the problem is they're in D.C., number one. But yeah, and you know what? You know, you, you're right. <laughs> Because everything stupid comes from Washington, D.C. There you go. Not a whole lot of uh, bright ideas coming out of Washington, well, D.C. Well, Dan, Dan Snyder is not the greatest owner in the box either. So. Well, there's not, a, not, I mean, there's not a lot of – there's something in the water over there that turns people stupid. I mean, if, even if they were smart when they got there, by the time they're there, a very short period of time, they get stupid. So you're so. saying like it's like Mexico water where they just drink the water and, and they get – And get, and get the, the runs, yeah. Yeah, they start running, yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. Well, I'll tell you. Unfortunate. Dan Campbell likes this schedule. He likes it because they're not traveling so much, and he recognizes the benefit of, uh, you know, like I said, you go, you play them at 1 o'clock, you knock them out, you go home. Yeah, people are bitching about the primetime schedules. Mm -hmm. But, like, my opinion, if you have a good couple games, you can get flexed to a Sunday night football game because you're good. 
Now, I don't want to be handed a Monday Night Football game just for shits and giggles. I want to earn that. You know what I'm saying? I want to earn that Monday Night Football game. I want to beat someone's ass on Monday Night Football. I don't want the, I don't want what happened last year where we went to Green Bay and got our, got our balls taken off by the Packers. What, I think that's going to happen next season anyway because, as you said, they're going to be the number one team. I think the Packers are beatable. And, but they're going to be beatable. But did you see where they landed in the schedule? They landed up late in the in the season. Yeah, you got to go to Green Bay. Yeah, you got to go to Green Bay where Atlanta, where you're freezing at Lambeau anyway. It sucks to play there, and you got to go there probably in a snowstorm. I mean, the conditions are not going to be primed to play in that location at that time. So I don't like it. I think you got to give that game to Green Bay. But you know what? That's okay because the first part of that schedule, and I said this before, I think that the Lions are going to pick up five out of the first eight. Mm. I think I think that's my bold take, and I said it before. See, I that, think they're going to pick little, up five out of the first eight. See, you might be okay. So they got Philadelphia, they got Washington, they got Minnesota, they got Seattle. Those could be those all four could be wins, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They got New England, which is a tough game because it's at New England. Then they got Dallas, so those could be two losses. Then they got Miami, Green Bay, Chicago. Or you're in and then you got Chicago. Yeah, and then, you know, you already heard about Chicago. Right. But then they got the Giants. It's like, this team could realistically, if, you, if you're looking at by the bye week, right, they could potentially be uh, a 3-2, and 4-1 and one team, in my opinion. I mean, like, let's say they lose the New England game and they lose at Minnesota, you're still 3-2. and two. Just protect home field, and but they got to go to Dallas. Dallas is going to be a good team, but then they the Thanksgiving game is going to be a holy hell nightmare. Playing Buffalo, Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, I in Thanksgiving Day games can always go either way for the Lions, but they usually find again miraculous. I like Dan Campbell. I think he's gonna. I think what he's gonna do is he's gonna get the team ready to play on Thanksgiving. You know, they were in a games that last year that. They, they shouldn't have been in, and then they got blown on some games, but I think their talent level is a lot better this year. I do too, and I, think and I don't think they're going to get injured as much. You know, getting knock a, on wood. Getting Romeo Quara back would be huge. Yeah, knock on the wood. We're knocking knock on, on the wood, wood. like yeah, literally. I think it's drywall. No, no, this is wood. Oh, yeah, that's, that's wood. There yeah. you go. Yeah, we're knocking on wood because they have to stay healthy. Because we're not going to chance jinxing anybody. We don't want anyone to say that Cindy and Joe on Between the Whistles Detroit – Jinx the Detroit Lions like they needed that <laughs> by right. not knocking on real wood. We got it covered. We knocked on real wood. I think it's going to be critical that they win half of their first, you know, set of games be- prior to that, prior to the bye, mm-hmm. because they're going to need to have the confidence and the momentum. Those are the two things that are going to be critical for them. I have a, I have a, I have a thing though. I always had always thought that if you're an NFL. You always protect home field because that can win you eight to eight eight games off the hop. You know, it can win you eight games off the hop. So if you win eight games off the hop, that's you're pretty much putting yourself in playoff position, anyways. Then you steal a game on the road here and there, like when you play the Giants and the in the Jets. Okay, you steal two games. That's ten wins. You know, you got to protect home field. That's the biggest thing. Even if you lose a game like uh, to the Buffalo Bills. I mean, you still you can get that game back, and then you can get another game back if you win two games in a row. So, and, and I don't think they would lose out on the road, but you you got to protect home field. And I think that their home field field that coming into Ford Field, I think 
Jared Goff is going to excel at Ford Field. I think that will really help him. I think that the only game I think that they could lose at home could be Buffalo, obviously, because they're a really freaking good team. Yeah. But I think that this schedule sets up for Jared Goff because, I mean, the first game is going to be tough because the Eagles have a pretty stout defense. But I think if they win that game, you could see them going 4-1, and one, potentially going into the bye week and then getting better. I think – if you start four and one, we start talking playoffs at the bye week. Wouldn't yeah. that be fun? Now, I'll tell you this. We talked the Red Wings in the last segment. For those of you who didn't hear that one, I'll tell you there's a lot of good stuff in that last segment with the Red Wings. But we talked about the likelihood of the Red Wings, given their division rivals and the competition there, not likely to make it into the playoffs next season, perhaps the season after that. But the Lions are different. I believe that the Lions do have a realistic shot at making the playoffs this next season because look at the way they ended last season, first off. Look at a couple of those games that were so close they probably should have won. They kept them competitive. That's good. Now look at the additions that they've made and the changes they've made to their roster. I think all all of that, plus with their uh, ease of schedule that they've got, sets them up for a real shot at a playoff win. And as we all know, it takes longer to rebuild in hockey and baseball, but it takes it's easier to rebuild in, in basketball and football. And I think the Lions will demonstrate that. I think they've got a real shot at It's easier to rebuild in football, and I think yeah. the Lions can get better real quick. And I think a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, adding him on the defense, yep. adding a guy like Malcolm Rodriguez and Derek Barnes on the defense the past two years, that Josh Pascal kid, he beat cancer. I think he could beat – you know, offensive lineman too, because he's he, when you beat cancer, you're just a, you had you well, you're a fighter. You're a Shows fighter. You're a fighter for so sure. I like the way that this team is being built, and I like that the that they're they have a strategy, unlike the team we're going to talk about in the next segment, the Tigers, where they just absolutely just we'll talk about that train wreck. But the, it, it, you look at the Lions, and they actually have a strategy, and they're actually deploying it. And I think you'll see really good progress this year. I think Dan Campbell has that te- will have that team ready to go. Game one, talent's better. Everything is better. New, you know, second year, Dan Campbell, I think that they'll just roll. And I think Jared Goff is going to show some things that he hasn't showed before. Well, I think what you've got is you've got all the elements of this organization that have bought in to Dan Campbell's vision. Um, and uh, you've got – the coaching staff, you've got the management, you've got players on the field. Uh, everybody's got, he's even getting, getting the fans to buy in, some of them, except for the, the dumbasses. Yeah. But you've, you've got, so you've got all of the elements bought into the vision and bought into the mission. And I think that is a credit to Dan Campbell. And um, I think the fans are starting to see I, it. I think that's a huge piece of why it's going to work. I think the fans are starting to see it too, because, you know, one of the things about having a good coach that, is he brings the team together and the team wants to play for him. Yep. I think that's the biggest thing, and I think that's how you win games, and I think that's how that's how they're going to win games next year, and I think that they could take advantage of some of the lesser teams because I think that they have more talent than they did last year, obviously. So I'm excited for the way – They're more the better. Yeah, I think – That's what my kids I think, would say when they're going to – I think they're going to set some surprise in people. I wouldn't be shocked if they're the second-best team in the NFC North. I wouldn't be shocked. And I wouldn't be shocked if they find themselves in a wild card contention. Because if you win eight, nine games, that can get you in the wild card contention. And I don't expect them to go to the playoffs, but I expect them to be 
six, seven, eight wins, which, you know, that would be a good step up because obviously you could next year you can go get a quarterback if you need. And if Jared Goff plays good, you're going to win probably eight, nine games if he's good. Well, it's like with any rebuild, you want to see progress. You know, that's something we caught talk to our friend, you know, Jaron McCarty about all the time. And, and he said that from day one when it came to the Red Wings is you want to see progress. They look for progress. And I think we saw progress with the Lions last season. I think we're going to see progress with them again this season. And I'm going to go, I, I'm going to go a step further, like I said, and I'm going to say I think that they are definitely uh, playoff, going to be playoff contenders. I hear the ice cream truck. That's good. That's a good omen for uh... – this uh, Detroit Lions. The site. ice cream man always brings good things. I'm all in for toasted almond. What are you in for? I just want that. that uh, are you one of those guys that ate Superman ice cream? Were you a kid no. that ate Superman? I like the ice cream sandwich to cookie for him. All right. Cookie yeah. sandwich for you. Toasted almond for me. Let's go get it. We are going to get the ice cream, and we will see you in the next segment as we talk Tigers, which we don't want to talk, but we'll make it quick because that's all this season is going to be is a quick blur. Good stuff. Join us. We're going to get ice cream. We'll see you in the next segment. See ya.